Yo, what's up my friends? What's up my family? What's up people of the world? My name is AJ Chana. I am in the studio with Johnny Jahani, the producer of a brand new podcast called The Unnarrative. Johnny, holla at the people for a second, my man. How's it going? I'm Johnny Jahani, the producer for your show, The Unnarrative. Yes. So my friends, The Unnarrative uh, is a new podcast where we're looking to unite. We're looking to uplift and be uplifting. There's a lot going on in the media these days where there's a lot of conversations of back and forth. There's a, there's a lot of arguing. No one's listening. No one's learning. So I've, you know, we sat down one day and said, Hey, why don't we start a podcast? I mean, during quarantine, everyone's starting a podcast. So why don't we start a podcast? Try to join that train. Exactly. But you know, it's something that I've thought about doing for a very long time, uh, but I just really didn't have the bandwidth to do it. And so essentially, you know, me, AJ Chana, uh, being the lead singer of Fire from the Gods, I have a really cool life. And I, you know, the one thing that I've, that I have been able to, to think about and contemplate during this pandemic is a lot of people have it very difficult out there. And one thing that I thought was going to happen at the beginning of this was that people that are a little bit more privileged and have a little bit more going on for themselves in life and been able to achieve their dreams and do all that stuff, I thought that they were going to see and realize that, you know, being a little bit inconvenienced the way we were, or massively inconvenienced, let me not say a little <laughs> bit. We, we were, a lot of people were inconvenienced. Disrupted. It was so, you know, my whole life took a complete standstill. But the fact is this, some people live like that every day, you know what I'm saying? And they also look at the world around them and want to commentate on the world around them. But the people that live this, you know, like me, I'm fortunate to live the dream, so to speak. You know what I'm saying? I always wanted to be a lead singer. I always wanted to be in rock bands. I never wanted to be like a rapper or anything. I never wanted to be... Michael Jackson, I wanted to be in a rock band and do exactly what I'm doing now. And, I was, and, and I'm fortunate enough to achieve that. But I also get to meet a lot of really cool people along the way. So me being and having the life that I've had, I've had a very interesting life. I meet very interesting people. Why don't I talk about that a little bit? Why don't I talk about that? And why don't I talk even to, to the people that, you know, people don't know about, you know, Let's have conversations. That's what the narrative is about. And me having the life that I've lived, you know, one could say that I've absorbed a lot of culture in me, you know, and let's rewind for a second and talk <laughs> about that. Uh, my name is AJ Chana. I'm the lead singer of a band called Fire from the Gods. Um, I was born in New York City. I've lived on three different continents. I've seen abject poverty as well as tremendous wealth i've you know i've i've walked the road i've seen some shit as people like to put it mm. and part of the narrative which is a play on fire from the gods first record narrative i thought why don't i start this podcast and break down the story narrative was about telling my story but the unnarrative now is about breaking down the story and getting to the, 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 the bottom of it or getting to the center of it, so to speak. 
where we can come back to being human. Because again, like I said, everyone's arguing these days. Everyone's shouting at each other. There's too much us versus them. How about us? Hmm. Like in us, we trust, which is the mantra of fire from the gods record American sun. So with the narrative, I want to amplify the message of fire from the gods. I want to take what I've learned in life and learn from cultures. And I want to learn from other people. And I want to share that with the people that don't know what life is like, you know, when, once you live the dream or once you, you know, what is that about? What does that even fucking mean? Living the dream. I feel like I'm living the dream and I feel like I'm very fortunate to do what I do. I travel the world, I play rock music, I sing songs that I wrote, you know what I'm saying? I meet new and interesting people almost every fucking day from every walk of life, from the poorest to the, to the richest. And you know, I don't judge them, but I still learn from them because I'm a student a student of life. And I think you are as well, Johnny. You know I what I'm saying? I think so. that's why we've clicked. You know what I'm saying? Why we've become uh, good mates and now why we're working together on, on this undertaking. Because I think we've learned a lot and you've lived a life, man. And your mom is even in radio because I was on her show. Yeah. 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 You know, so you've seen a lot. You've seen some shit too, Johnny. You know what I mean? So you know what you know what I'm talking about and those those long nights of smoking and drinking, man. We've had some some cool convos, bro. <laughs> it's been pretty great. It's you you really put it right. We're both constantly in a state of learning. And you know, you say you've gotten to meet so many badass people and a big part of why we wanted to do, to do <clears throat> the narrative was because we want to talk to interesting people from the highest income to the lowest income exactly. their stories. This is the unnarrative. We are here to break down the social drip-fed biases exactly. that are spoon-fed on a daily basis exactly. in everyone's lifetime. Exactly. And one thing is, I feel like when I do interviews for Fire from the God sometimes, I can get a little bit preachy. It sounds a little bit preachy where I'm talking about the message of Fire from the Gods and stuff like that. And it's some sometimes it just comes off like... I think a lot of people are sometimes like, what the fuck is this kid talking about? You know? I've so, seen your show, yeah. So, so the, the, the point is that, like you said, breaking down the drip-fed biases, how do we do that? I don't want to just keep telling people, this is how you should live because I've done it or live like this or the way, you know, some other talking head on the internet says, live like this, live like this, do what I say, listen to me. You know, like what, me. what I think is the best thing and the best opportunity for us here with your narrative are to get back to telling human stories and being students of life that we are, everyone wants to learn. So if we're listening to our guests that we bring on and we're learning something about them or they're telling us something about their life that's interesting, we can learn something ourselves. And I think that's the, the biggest benefit to the audience and to the people and the fans of Fire From The Gods and hopefully the new fans and the new family that will ascertain by having this, having this thing. Um, we, you know, and the joy now, so this is our first episode, but it's actually, <laughs> the seventh because we 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 did the first episode a bunch of times before we actually had any guests and before this show took a, a shape of its own so i mean thus far johnny what, what have you what have you learned what do you like about the, doing the narrative man i think the greatest thing about the narrative is how we've been so fortunate with not only your connections but you know the ability that we're both charismatic enough that we've had people here who aren't just from the music scene we've had people yeah. here that i mean it was amazing um amanda 
on the label with you. She's the lead singer and front woman for Eva Under Fire, but she's also a clinical psychologist. Right. And we got to talk to her. That was probably one of my she, favorite we got, episodes. We got rock stars in on stage, but then we've got rock stars in, in the academic world, man. We talked to a guy called Dan Casasanto, Dr. Dan Casasanto, PhD. What's up, Dan? That studies uh, cognitive sciences and, and behavior and human behavior. And the, the, the conversation was so dynamite, man. And listening to... Not him, not listening to him explain why we do things, but listening to him talk about why people do things and, you know, just listening to being able to apply that to my life and say, fuck, yeah, I get it. Mm -hmm. I understand. And that's part of living life, man. Because when you're living, too many people do so much living that they're not even learning. Mm. And I take it back to that and I will constantly bring it back to that because education sets you free. I agree. Education sets the mind free, education sets the soul free, education sets us all free, sets society free. The more we know about ourselves, the more we know about each other, the better we can interact with each other. You know what I'm saying? And and people always like to say, well, because of the life I've lived, I have a very unique perspective, mm -hmm. which is fine. And I'm glad that that unique perspective, perspective has translated into my music, has translated into the way I believe I live as an adult. You know, the, the good thing about that, I was able to see and I'm able to understand and understanding compounded with education and, and picking up things from different cultures and, is the way to do it. And discipline. Yeah. You can never forget that discipline is the most important way to find freedom and, you know, that's something else we talk yeah, about. Yeah, that's but that's like self-awareness. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? That's one thing we, we talk about and in us we trust. Uh the that that saying is about self-awareness. I mean, it comes from the uh teachings of Marcus Garvey, you know, the the, the honorable Marcus Garvey, who said you have to know thyself. Mm. You know what I'm saying? But part of knowing yourself is knowing the people around you because you have to be secure enough in who you are and know that the people around you are secure enough in who they are, that you can learn from each other, but you can also work together to succeed and work together to better society. Mm. Because what, a better me is a better community, a better community is a better country, a better country is a better world. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So this is the narrative, baby. Let's turn, let's talk about these things. Let's talk about these stories, man. Let's talk to people. We're going to be talking to interesting people. You know what I'm saying? And, and not just interesting people. That just sounds so pretentious too, man. The way I'm, I'm thinking about it, I'm interesting. And, but, you know, I want people to be interested in hearing from people. You know what I'm saying? And, and hearing stories and hearing about the trials and tribulations and those that, you know, are qualified to talk about certain things, you know, they're also, they're able to teach us. So again, it, it's a give and take, you know, it's a learning experience. And that's your narrative, man. It's like fucking reading Rainbow for 2020. No, I'm not LaVar Burton though, but you know. It's <laughs> take a look. It's in a book. It's reading Rainbow. I can do anything. Yeah, man. I hear LaVar Burton might be, um, yes. Uh, LaVar Burton might be, is top pipped to replace Alex Trebek, man. Rest in peace, man. Mm. 
Jeopardy, talk about learning, man. Jeopardy was a massive part of my life, um, a massive part of my my myself and my dad's relationship. I know I've taken a complete turn here, but that's, um, the, narrative, that's the narrative, you know what I'm you saying? There's no narrative. Buckle the fuck in because we're going all over the yeah, place. Yeah, there is no narrative. There's no story. It's just we're, we're, we're getting into it. But um, that was a massive part of my, my dad and my uh, our relationship was Jeopardy. You know what I'm saying? It was only just a half hour yeah. of the day. But that half hour, we would like, he'd still be smoking, I'd be smoking. But right before dinner, you know, you know, my dad smoked a lot of weed, man. And <laughs> rest in peace, pops. You know, that, that kind of done him in a little bit. But, I'll, you know, we'll get into that one day. But, um, we, you know, it just, those little things in life, man, teach you so much mm -hmm. about a person and about yourself. You know, we would just sit there and we would just kick it. And even all the all the fucked up shit that I would do as a kid that I'd get in trouble for, mm. you know, um, uh, for those that don't know, let me just get into it a little bit. I was born in the States. Uh, I moved to the UK. I lived in uh, Ghana, West Africa, and hence the accent. I've lived abroad for years. And, you know, I came back to the States in 2000 and went to high school. And that's kind of when I was like a like a preacher's kid almost. I wasn't a preacher's kid growing up, but I acted like a preacher's kid because <laughs> it was the first time I'd never been in like a, you know, private school. And I went to boarding school most, mm -hmm. of, most of my life after six years of private school. Did you go to any public schools? On high school. Yeah. That was it. So I went fucking ape shit. Dude, I went one semester in a public high school. I went to six different high schools because mm. of the very religious backing I came from. Right, right. But when I went to an actual public high school was the biggest culture shock. Did that blow your, your mind? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, the, the, the craziest thing was I get to wear what I want. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that was the first thing. Like my mom, she, she went shopping for all these different clothes and, and it dawned on me while I was shopping one day. It was like, oh shit, I'm actually buying clothing that I can wear, that I, that I can wear to school. You know, it's not a uniform. I don't have to wear a fucking tie or I don't have to wear this this jumper. Or the You know, it's like, it, it was so liberating. But I got a little bit too liberal with it, you know, liberated, excuse me. I got a little bit too liberated like with early it. college. Like, exactly. And, you know, I'm not a doctor. I sing for a fucking rock band. So <laughs> we know what that went, you know what I'm saying? You know, I, ain't, I didn't become the lawyer that I thought I would become when I was like five or 10, you know what I'm saying? When I, you know, I'm not a policeman. I'm not a astronaut. I'm not saving the fucking world, but you we'll know. interview all those people. We'll talk to all those we people will. on the narrative. On the narrative, I want to get people like that. We're going to talk to every fucking exactly, one of them. Exactly, exactly. But just, just going back off the side note, man, you know, I learned so much from my dad and like that small half hour. For one, how intelligent he was. You know, my dad was a really smart guy. He was born in Jamaica, lived most of his life in Jamaica, has lived many places all, uh, around the world. And, you know, my dad was a, Papa was a rolling stone. You know what I'm saying? So he got around. But the fact is, um, I learned a lot from that man. And, and in that little short half hour, man, we would just kick it and compare notes. You know, if I got something wrong and he got it right, you know, we talk about the history around it. And, you know, I'd give him the, the scholastic yeah, uh, answer, you know, what I learned in school. And then he'd be like, well, here, open this book. You know, here's this book about masonry. Here's this book about uh, the, well, hit the button. Yeah. So, uh, <laughs> so yeah, so my dad was a massive conspiracy theorist. Let's just put that, <laughs> let's just get that out there. Yeah. So I was raised on conspiracy theories, hence the reason why you think I, why I despise conspiracy theories and 
nonsense and the proliferation of conspiracy theories. But um, I did learn a lot. And, and it, it, a lot of what you taught me wasn't just baseless nonsense about satanic pedo cults and shit like that. But uh, adrenochrome, yeah, the adrenochrome, yeah, dude, and the egregore, <laughs> all that other bullshit. So we're not flat earthers, let's put it that way. But I, but I learned so much about the history, you know, the Knights Templar and the the uh, the East India Company and all that stuff. You know, my dad knew all about that. Being being a kid that grew up in Jamaica, he didn't have, you know, he got a Western education, but I think education as we know it in the the states or in england or in you know the first world i think there's a there is a focus on education and certain focuses of education that you find in what people term the third world that far surpasses what we are given in the first world like i want to um i've been i want to look up some of the kids i went to school with in ghana or just people that have gone through that you know because africans have this thing where if they set, set themselves up in the West, you know, in, in the Western world, they tend to send their kids back to, to Africa for like the, um, for re-education. Uh, but, and I encountered a lot of that. So there, when I went to school in, in Ghana, there were a lot of kids that, who were born to African parents that lived in the UK or Germany or Netherlands, lived in the Western world, the United States as well, but they would send their kids back to Ghana, send their kids back to Nigeria. I went to Nigeria, I was there. I went to Burkina Faso while I was in Africa. I went to Togo. I saw a lot of shit, a lot of cool shit, man, and a lot of history and learned a ton of fucking history. Uh, but just getting back, man, the narrative is a, is, is a place for us to, to, to kick back to, to learn, um, you know, we had a really dynamite episode with Dave Tannenbaum of Honor Media. What's you up, know, Dave? Yeah, big shout out to Honor Media and all the vets out there. Honor Media is a veteran, um, a, a, a nonprofit that's set up to highlight the things that veterans have done in this digital age and in media and just the companies that support veterans. And we had a really dynamite conversation because one thing, you know, my sister served and served dutifully, you know, uh, 14 years active and then another six active reserve in which she actually saw combat and her combat experience really did some things to her. And I've seen that, you know, happen. I see that, the things that happened to her and the way she's reacted, you know, coming back, I've seen that in other vets. And so, you know, with that episode, we wanted to dig deep and get a, a, a full, get clarification and, and about what it is that civilians, what can civilians do to support veterans? Because slapping a guy on the back, buying him a, a drink at the bar and saying, thank you for your service, that's kind of bullshit. And we as a, a nation and a society, we, we stress how much we support the troops. We love our troops. But these guys, when they get home, you know, 2020, albeit at the pandemic, pandemic aside, veteran, veteran suicides are at an all-time high. Veteran homelessness is at an all-time high. Veteran employment, unemployment is at an all-time high. And these are supposed to be heroes, mm. correct? And so Dave Tannenbaum really helped us break it down, man, in that episode. And all the people that we, we spoke to 
leading up to that episode was such was so enlightening man and and we came out i came out of that episode feeling a lot more cleansed to be honest you know which is a funny way of putting it but <laughs> i also felt very i felt empowered but not empowered in the sense that i've done a good thing you know by by highlighting this vet this these are uh, veteran stories but i felt empowered because now i know what i can go out there and do to help and be a lot more supportive to the veterans of, of, of the soldiers and, and the sailors and the airmen and the marines that serve this country dutifully and um you know there's there's just so much that we're going to get into man you know me going to therapy starting starting therapy during during the during the pandemic starting th ah starting <laughs> therapy during the pandemic and then talking to Amanda who is pretty much in the same boat as I am as a as a lead singer of a band but you know she's also a clinical psychologist so she was able to really shed some light on some cool things man we got a lot of Good things coming up, man. I, I know I talk about, in one episode, I talk about the op-ed that I wrote about my trip to Minneapolis, the two days right after uh, George Floyd was, was killed and, you know, the blow up, the first bust up of all that stuff that happened surrounding BLM and Blue Lives and, you know, and just the political tensions and the racial tensions that seem to have come to full froth yeah. during, during this pandemic. And, you know, I think that was a very trying time for us as a nation, a very trying time for the world. And I thought my op-ed kind of spoke on it. It was, it was very, I thought was my op-ed was... Poignant. Was poignant, but at the same time, it didn't pull us, it didn't take sides. I don't like to take sides. It's not because I'm undecided or I'm a wishy-washy or aloof type person. I just want to position myself in the center of, a, of an argument to try and see both sides. And if I have to pick a side, if my life depends on picking a side or my, my integrity is compromised by something, then I'm going to do what I believe is right. And if I pick the right side, I pick the right side. If I pick the wrong side, I fucked up. But let me know, you know what I'm saying? I, I'd like to find out why. And I'm not going to argue over it. And I'm not going to try and rip someone's fucking head off on Facebook about it. <laughs> you, you feel me? No, I feel you. And the truth is, is kind of going back to what you said when we got to interview all those veterans and everything, this really is exemplifying, exemplifying, yeah, exemplifying people with amazing stories to tell from yeah. all over. And it's, it's really been a blessing and awesome to get to talk to all these people. Yeah. I mean, we are, I think we're in the cusp of something, man. Mm. And, you know, I say it a lot, but in us we trust is a movement but this is also part of that movement this is a movement and part of that movement isn't just a revolution you know of in the streets but it's a revolution of the mind because we, we can't evolve or we can't we can't revolt if we don't evolve mm. and we got to change the way we think and i think hearing good good natured stories about good natured people mm. that unites and ultimately uplifts and empowers no matter what it is no matter who that person is it's fucking kick ass man that's your narrative man 
I want to thank you guys for tuning in, checking us out. Johnny, say what's up and peace out to the people, them. Thank you so much for tuning in. Be sure to check us out on Instagram, the Unnarrative yes, Podcast. Yes, we are on Instagram, my friends. Uh, we've got a Patreon coming. We will be on YouTube. Uh, you can find Fire From The Gods' music everywhere you listen to, to music, everywhere you buy music. We're there uh, on Twitter under Fire From The Gods. You can find me there as well. Johnny, anything you want to plug before we go? Definitely check my Twitter, Johnny Jahani Bass Music, and my Instagram, Johnny underscore make underscore believe. And I'm Johnny Jahani, the producer for the Unfucking Narrative. Boom. Peace. Welcome to the fucking party. We can pull that something over.